0: Durner no, 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 <laughs> 자, <laughs> da, du, da, du, okay. that's I mean, it's Flavoring Fridays. Like, sing your own music. Is that our Why theme? don't you? Is that our theme? I mean, uh, listen, I don't bring the musical <laughs> element to the brunch group like it's you no, do Petey. It's no
1: Scottsdale mom. It's but. no Scottsdale mom.
0: <laughs> I think that was pretty good. Thank you all so much for tuning in uh, to the PH Next Coyotes podcast. Shout out to OG's Brands, the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. Head on over to OG's Brands.com to see their full lineup, including their two newest gummies, the OGs, Naturals and the Big OGs, and find out where you can purchase. If you liked that rendition of our intro music, hit the like button on this video, even if you didn't. Um, and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Petey and Craig, who is rocking a pair of shady rays today on Sorry. the show. We got Danielle behind the Mac. I don't know if Craig is wearing them because our new lights are bright or because he took OGs before the show and is trying to uh, mask the redness in his eyes. I'm not sure.
2: I'm not going
1: to answer that question.
0: <laughs> no more uh, Jake Plummer mushroom bars either.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> do people know about this yet? The Jake Plummer mushroom? You
0: bar? mentioned it last oh, that's
1: on, kind of earlier 20. in the week. You all know what's coming? Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. No. Maybe. You, no. Sort of you, vaguely. They. They know. No. You
0: just mentioned Jake. I did Clumber eat Jake Clover mushroom, J. mushroom you just bar.
1: About his and I was surprised. I was surprised because I expected you know it to taste like chewing on stems. It was actually good. <laughs> it was. It was actually good. It was genuinely good. So get yourself a J- Oh, wait, We're not supposed to do free ads on this show. Never mind.
0: <laughs> no free ads. Um, all right. Well, I am trying to reset after my impromptu rendition of our intro music, but. Lots to talk about today. We have to kind of come to terms again with last night's loss and look ahead to what's to come. Um, we need to check in on the Tucson Roadrunners because it's been a while and they deserve our attention. And then mm-hmm. we'll wrap up the show um, with a Friday fun day segment. But let's start with the Tucson Roadrunners, who through 32 games this season are 2010 1 and 1, second in the Pacific Division. Fourth in the American Hockey League altogether, which is unbelievable. They are having quite a season so far. Yeah,
2: you know one of the things you look at when you're talking about the development of the what's happening here in Arizona, it's what what is happening down in Tucson. And I think that they that you expect and want to see success down there. You want to see them playing a more important games down there for the development of this team in the future. We saw it, and we've talked about it with Tampa Bay, where they had success in the American League, and then they go on to have success in the National League. So you'd like to see. Tucson, at least be relevant this season in the playoffs. They played in the playoffs last year, but they were one and done. Like it was, it was a really quick. you just sneak in and then they're out quickly. I think this year, what you're seeing, and, and let's be honest, it's with the top prospects of the Coyotes. It's it's Doan, it's Gunther, and those guys are really driving the offense down there, and they're making this team relevant again. And so it's exciting to see. One of the Arizona teams that that could potentially have, have a longer stretch in the playoffs. You know what I
1: like about the Rodars? I, I have no idea. I like that they're in Tucson and not in San Antonio oh, or buddy. Portland or Springfield. Yeah. Can, can we just like appreciate the fact that the Coyotes AHL team is here? It's in Arizona. That was that was a good move by Ice Arizona to bring that team here. That You you were part of the organization when they're playing oh, clear across the country. Portland, like, man. Hey, let's recall a, a prospect. He'll get here, you know, in three days. Yeah. It, it, I think
2: what it does is it changes your, your, your ability to see and look at different players. Like well, the Kirkland, the Kirkland call probably doesn't happen um, because it's not easy. It's not two hours. It's not a, a paper transaction. It's just not down the freeway. It was incredibly difficult getting a player, especially when they were in Portland, Maine. That was probably the most difficult. Um, they were in, in Salt Lake for a brief stint with the Utah Grizzlies, but that didn't last very long. And then in San Antonio for a while. But yeah. this arrangement in the Western Conference to have this American League s- system and play out here in the Southwest has been fantastic. And not just for the players and playing in great weather, but it's it's really the development of the players. Yeah, And, and they get opportunities to be with the big club and be seen by the big club because they're so close.
1: And I know they're... they're Playing 72 games now, that's actually a slight increase for the Pacific Division over what they used to play. But it's still 10 fewer games, so you have more development time. And then when you start looking at some of the locations of the teams in their division, whether it's Henderson or Coachella Valley, there are a bunch of programs that are really close. Ontario, uh, San Diego, all these places are close. So it's, it's pretty easy travel within the Pacific. It's a much more conducive environment for development.
2: Yeah, and it's funny though cuz didn't Calgary move? It's funny Calgary with Brad Treliving one of the one of the people responsible for bringing and creating this whole Pacific Division of yep. the American Hockey League. Brad Treliving is also one of the people responsible for for pulling one of the teams north of the border, So you've got and it. And then Abbott Bailey heard. And Calgary up there and then bailing and moving to Toronto. <laughs> but you've got those two teams up in Canada. Uh, b- 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 take them out of the mix. And you've got it's a lot cheaper to, f- to go to LA than it is to San Antonio, you know, to the upper northeast of the United States. Yes. Yeah. The travel is cheaper, the ability to get players on your teams. Henderson and and Las Vegas are a car ride like right. across town. Yeah. Like it is so convenient for some of these teams. Um, I think that that whole Division has really, it's really improved and it's really changed. It's also the
0: happening. biggest division in the yeah. NHL, it's great. which is really awesome to mm-hmm. see. And you want to talk about growing the game. I mean, like, as someone who was in Tucson, when they introduced the Tucson Roadrunners, like the city rallied behind... This team and still to this day there's that fervent fan base there.
1: Did I see they just had like record attendance? Yes, they yeah, did. That's really cool. Yeah. That's great to see. Really,
0: really cool. And it helps to have a good team like the Roadrunners are this season. You know, that first season they were really good. Um had a few solid years, you know, last season I felt like every time we checked in they were in that fifth, sixth spot in the Pacific. So it's really refreshing to look at the standings and see not only are they in second in the division, they're fourth overall in the entire American Hockey League. Mm. Um, And, you know, the AHL is one below the NHL. So to have your AHL team be strong is a good reflection of hopefully what's to come down the road. Um, You know, you talked about the best prospects playing there right now. Obviously, Dylan Gunther is currently with the Arizona Coyotes, but he leads the roadrunners in points with 28, 10 goals, 18 assists. Um, And Josh Stone leads the team in goals with Thirteen. So he has thirteen goals, eight assists, twenty-one points, and their goaltending's been strong too. Matt Vialta, you know the Colorado Avalanche came in and claimed Ivan Prosvitov on waivers. I think that was a little bit of a surprise <laughs> early in the season. Hindsight,
1: how's that working and, out? For? I going to say, you know, all summer long we <laughs> talked
0: about Vialta and Prozvatov like sharing the net, and it's it's Vialta's net, and he's been good. Um, you know, two point seven one goals against average, over a nine hundred save percentage, and fifteen wins on the season and I mean you you look down the list, you have Aku Ratu, you know, up there in points, you have Victor Soderstrom leading the defenseman in points. Jan Janique is is, you know, being productive offensively. So I don't know. It's it's exciting. It's an exciting time to be a Roadrunners fan and an exciting time to look to the pipeline for the Arizona Coyotes. One of the
2: things, though, and you brought up Matt Vialta. It's interesting because if not for top getting picked up by the Colorado Avalanche, it might not have given him the opportunity to play the way he's playing right now. Yep. And when you talked t- to the head coach, Steve Potvin, and he says when pro uh, when when, when Vialta's in the net we just feel confident like it, we we trust the guy implicitly he's great in the locker room great guy and he's really taking his game to a different level and I think the goaltending's Hey, you can say what you want about Ivan Prasvatov. He's athletic. He's quick. All of those things were true. He In in a game, he'll make 10 grade A bell ringing saves he shouldn't make. And he'll give up two from the red line. And that's what Ivan Prasvatov is and has been down in Tucson. So uh, I think it was time to move past Ivan anyway. I really believe that. I think it was time. And I think the Matt Vialta the, that has really shored up this team. And I think that's what that has that been able to propel them to the top of this division. But when you talk about Leah, a couple players at the top of the scoring, Gunther and Doan. Gunther is a guy we didn't think would be there at all. Yeah. Thought he'd be here. Doan was a guy was in college a year ago. Like He was in college. at ASU, And you're thinking, OK, he's going to be a third, fourth line guy here. He's going to take a while to figure it out. Not that I'm disparaging him at all. It's just, it, that's a big step to go from the college game where his role was there to the American League It is, And, and I, I, he's proven me wrong. Like, he has been absolutely phenomenal down there. Um, I wasn't sure if, if Josh Stone would ever play in the NHL mm. consistently. Yeah. I thought he'd be called up and he'd be, you know, he'd get some games, but there's no doubt in my mind Josh Stone's going to play in the NHL. Yeah, I agree Not with
1: that all. too. And, and and listen, we can talk about the pedigree and you know, there's a, there's a lot of NHL, players who have sons and it doesn't necessarily pan out. But as, as you get to know Josh and both of you and I both know him really well, it's crazy how many similarities he has to his dad and in the way he approaches the game, his attitude, his work ethic, the way he builds relationships with his teammates. Yeah. You see it. I, I agree with you completely. PD going to be in the NHL. And I, more are the, the big picture of Tucson? We, we've been talking about this for a couple of years, how at some point, their top prospects are really going to start filtering through. We're seeing a couple. We've mentioned a few names. Uh, you know, Max Zuber is there as well. It's really going to start coming mm-hmm. in. The, like, a, we know Artem is playing in Toronto right now and still trying to find his lake. I, cu- I could see him in Tucson next year. You could Geeky start seeing. Geeky Yeah, Geeky and Lamp. I mean, it could start getting really interesting in Tucson next season.
2: You know, it's one thing this team hasn't had for a long time as prospects going down there. We talked about guys coming to the NHL too early and we talked about tourists and Tikhanov and Bodker and, and all of those guys. And it was partly because the, they there was no depth with the big clubs. So they weren't able to go and develop in the American league, which they probably should have done. Yep. But the depth up uh, up top wasn't there. Now you're getting the depth up top. So you've got to push these guys down to the American league. I'm telling you, it's a good team right now. It is only going to get better down in Tucson. And I, I, I I'm excited to see the depth of this team from the top all the way down through the American League that they haven't had maybe ever and and it's really exciting to see. So I I'm I'm big on pumping the tires of the Tucson Roadrunners and I'm glad we're finally doing this because it's been much far too long. Yeah,
0: it's been overdue. And one of the things that we like to do when we talk about the Roadrunners is talk to the people actually there. And PD wow. sat down with Head coach Steve Potvin, who, as I mentioned last night, he and Bill Armstrong are neck and neck for most appearances on the show. And there's a
3: reason
1: why we like to have Potts on the show. Oh, my God. He's, yeah. he's unbelievable. He's yeah, an unbelievable interview.
0: Yeah. yeah. And PD, I, I want, sat down with him, but so he, was, he, was, a, a he was literally driving on the I-10. Yeah.
2: And when we say going down the I-10, I didn't expect him to take that theme of the show quite that no
0: he took it very literally um but it's a phenomenal interview 37 minutes and after our show you'll be able to listen to the entire thing um you have to it's only on audio so wherever you get your podcast whether it's apple or spotify you can listen to it there but i highly highly recommend listening to this because he gives some really really honest and insightful answers um, and we have a few snippets just to you know Tease you and bring you in to want to listen to the whole thing, but I want to go back to Josh Doan because PD asked him about Doan specifically, and he gave a really, really, really great answer about Josh Doan—not just who he is as a player on the ice, but off the ice in the locker room and, and around as well. Um, so let's hear from Tucson Roadrunners head coach Steve Potvin on Josh Doan.
4: Well, he, he's—you know what it's like in the locker room when you when you have a guy that just just shows up every day. And, and no matter what's going on, he shows up the exact same person all the time. It doesn't matter if, we're, if we've won, we've lost, if he had points, he didn't have points. He, he's just, he shows up, you know, I'm saying this over and over again, but just with the love of the game. and He knows his purpose. He knows that he, he things that he needs to improve on. And I don't even—he doesn't look at it as as a task or a job, or he just looks at it as fun, and he just goes out and does it. And he receives information really well. He's very coachable. He's a player that you root for. And to be honest with you, it has nothing to do with his last name and a lot to do with his last name. The only reason why it has a lot to do with his last name is because you know he's well brought up. But it has—you know—you're not a fan because of his last name, you're a fan because of the type of person that Josh is. And you, you want to see him have success. And You know what? The guys in the room just accept him for who he is and, and what he brings every day. And, and we're really lucky that all of our prospects are young guys, are, are guys that are, are leader type players that love to play, you know, and when they love to play and they, 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 and, and they compete as hard as they do. I mean it just elevates the mood of the room they're not playing because we have to play them they're playing because they're earning it they're they're a major part of the team and they're major contributors so it's it's been a lot of fun coaching josh and josh is having a tremendous year and it's a matter of time before he becomes an nhl player and i know when he gets up there He'll be the same as he was here, just a happy-go-lucky guy that goes about his day, competitive, hungry, enjoying being a hockey player. Those are hard to find.
2: It's funny that he said, when you talk about his last name, is is part of his legacy and part of his curse, but we talked... About other players that have had kids in it, that are national hockey players that have kids coming in and their expectations are that they get things handed to them. or Entitlement. Well, yeah. Why am I here in the American League? I, my name is so-and-so. I shouldn't be here. And I even if I am here, I'm going to act differently. And because don't you know who I am? It happens. Trust me. It absolutely happens. Not with Josh Jones. Nope. Not at all. Like his willingness to be. Yeah, I'm fine. You want me to do it? I'll do whatever you want me to do. And I think that's part of the reason of his success down there. And it definitely, it shows when you said, you know, part of his dad is rubbed off on him. That's who his dad was. Okay, yeah.
1: well, tell me what to do and, and I'll we do should, it. We should give credit to the other half there as well. Andrea's, and, Andrea's unbelievable. Oh, they're, they're unbelievable credit, parents. Buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and say it. <laughs> exactly, Andrea. Yeah,
2: exactly. But no, yeah. it's good to hear those stories and, and it makes you excited to root for people down there that are not just good hockey players, but they're good citizens. And good guys in the locker room and, and good people, and that's who you root for.
1: Yeah. Can I it, ask a question about this video? Was, oh my w- was the background actually moving? You know how you see those cat driving videos? Yeah. Where, oh, I, I, I was like, thinking yeah. green screen, yeah. and he was just
2: pretending. We got to find out if Potts is using oh a green screen. Oh yeah, my God. It was, oh my God. It was like, so
0: funny. <laughs> yeah. um, but it, one more thing on Josh Stone, you know, he was captain at ASU. He goes down to Tucson. He's a young guy, but you know I'm sure he has that leadership quality to him. And then we saw how he was at development camp. He was kind of a leader there yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And when I think about this season in particular, you know Logan Cooley is in the lineup, and he's really the first of that next wave of young guys. There's young guys on this team, but nobody young, young. Um, and I think of a guy like Josh Doan as already at his age a leader that when that young group comes in he's going to kind of be that one like guiding the ship with them Mm -hmm. and i feel a lot of i don't know i feel a lot of peace with that because yeah and i think that's who he is
2: and one of the things that he gets from that leadership is is clearly his dad's been the longest tenured captain here in in coyote's history but he knows what it takes and he understands the way you treat people and he understands the way you treat teammates and he understands what hard work means and all of those things that I think a leader needs. He, he, he clearly at development camp with, with some big name draft picks and you know, the, the geeky and, and coolie and all these guys, Josh don't led that group. He just did. And now you, you think about two years down the road, three years down the road. And you're talking Cooley, yeah. Gunther, geeky, Lamaru, Simashev, boot, do You're like, oh, my God, this might actually be kind of fun. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I could see Josh Doan, whether he's a top six forward or body, wherever he fits in the lineup, I could still see him being the guy that that pulls this group along. And I I just wish we could go in a time machine and get there. <laughs> yes, I'm this ready. Is, this is taking a very a lot long of pain time. In between, yeah. and there's going to be a lot of pain over the next few months, too. Yeah. so. Oy. No, buckle up buttercup.
0: Oi. Um we spent a lot of time this week talking about Dylan Gunther, but Steve Pop been told an unbelievable story about him. You know, when he originally got sent back down to the Western Hockey League last season, um, and Craig wrote about it. You know, he wasn't happy but he He was he, pissed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he did it, it. yeah. Yeah. Um, but not he he was pissed, but he didn't he wasn't arrogant you know what i mean Wasn't like
1: arrogant and he didn't he didn't pout he yes, didn't that's, that's use right. it as fuel
0: yeah he did
1: amazing attitude
0: and you know it hasn't gone smoothly for him maybe he maybe like everyone dreams of you you leave juniors you make the nhl and you win the calder trophy your rookie year and that's just not how it goes for everybody and dylan gunther got sent down uh, after training camp to the ahl and not, not, not only can I say, I'm sure he wasn't happy about it. Steve Popman said he wasn't happy about it. And this little anecdote is so good. I wanted to include it on the show. Um, this is only just scratching the surface of what he talks about with both Gunther and Doan. Um, but Steve Popman tells a great story about Dylan Gunther. So let's take a listen.
4: Oh, well, you know what? I think he was, like you said, he was probably a little bit irritated with the situation. But I, I got to give credit to management for, for really trusting the process and you know when you when you draft a good human and and a good player like that a lot of times it's hard to let him go and it's you know you want to see him grow right under your eyes right under your nose and i got to give credit to management for for trusting the pot process letting them come down and and really work through some of the pain and some of the things that they clearly identified he needed to get better at and you know there's a little resistance there at first because you know you You think you can do it the way you've always done it. And I say there was a little resistance. The the resistance didn't last very long. I'll tell you, he jumped with both feet at trying to get bigger and stronger. You know, I can tell you a story uh, after uh, a game in Ontario. You know, it's an hour drive uh, to L.A. and we've got a flight in the morning. And so I was to Phoenix to get back to my family and the boys were flying back to Tucson and so I went downstairs I think it was like twelve thirty at night after the game uh twelve thirty in the morning after the game and I was setting up a shuttle for my ride home in the morning or my ride to the airport in the morning and I walked by the gym and they're still working out. So you know he, he didn't take the information lightly. And he just dove right in. And so he, he worked He worked hard at trying to get stronger and, and better and bigger. And then, uh, you know, with the stuff that, again, give credit to management for clearly identifying what he needed to work on in order to play in the NHL. Sometimes to receive that information as a player is tough. And this is where you, you got to give credit to, to Dylan for, for accepting the information. And, really doing his best to make it happen. And of course, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. He's still kind of always done, but this, the minute that the light bulb went on and he, he really bought into it, he started to really elevate his game. He was always getting points, but in the last week, week and a half, two weeks before he got called up, I mean, he was on a different planet. He played completely different. He was playing a lot faster, a lot quicker. He was structured. He was detailed. He was on and off the ice quicker. And he just started getting results. And then they just kept compiling. And next thing you know, he earns a call-up. And now you're seeing where he's at, and he's made the best of it.
2: And I think that it really goes to the character of Dylan Gunther. And you don't have to be about happy. You don't want him to be happy about his situation. Oh, this is great. You're sending me down. Yeah. But don't bitch about it and complain about it either. Do something about it. Yep. And I think he did that. And and hey, let's be honest. We were sitting here a week ago talking to coaches, management saying, "Well, he's here for a couple of games, Zucker will get out of a suspension and he'll probably head back down the I-10." Well, oh, he, he did it himself. Like he changed their minds in two games like, "No, I'm not going yet. It might be tomorrow. It might be yep. next week." Yep. But it wasn't after two games. And it just shows again the development process and he's earned it. He's earned it because they said go work on your strength and your speed, and he's gotten bigger and faster.
1: Uh, yep. He's 19. That first game up, talk to anybody yeah. in the organization, coach, GM, development guys—they'll all tell you he was the best player on the ice that night. Yep, that's yeah. a hell of a statement to make. Yeah, I don't, you couldn't say NHL. that
2: a year ago, Craig. You yeah. couldn't. Yeah, and, and he, w- he had so many things. To r- he was great on the power play last year. Great when he had room and time and space, he could execute. And now. Now he can do a five-on-five. Five. Yep. And again, he's not ready yet. It's 19. Going back to the American League and playing in playoff games, it's going to be important for Dylan Gunther. Mm-hmm. I, whether he's here for another three weeks, another month, he's going to be a part of this team's playoff run because he's eligible to go back down, and he will. I, I don't see any way that Dylan Gunther's not part of the Tucson Runners playoff roster. I just don't. But, but it just shows that he can get better and he can improve and he can put the time and work in to build his game up. And I, I think that's exciting for Coyote fans is to yep. see what Dylan Gunther can be. He's got the shot. Now can he get the speed? Oh. Now can he get the strength so he can get the puck more often so he can shoot more? All of those things are happening to him down in Tucson. So I, I'm really impressed with the kid, but I'm also I'm excited to see that he, the path isn't over for him down in Tucson. You mentioned the shot, though. Can we just enjoy the fact that they have a oh guy gosh. with
1: a, just a world... Class shot. How many guys have you, when you coached, how many guys in this organization had that kind of shot?
2: In in 25 years? three or four? Yeah. Like, it's so rare. The one he ran off the bar last night? Oh, my
1: God. Was yeah. that a shot? It shot was a shot in the rock. first game,
2: too. Craig, like, we're bigger than he is. Like, how does he do it? <laughs> I don't know like anymore, buddy. I mean, maybe down here. Yeah, that's are, true. But, yeah. <laughs> but wait, I don't know the mechanics of it. I, I yeah, just don't understand. Just, like, you talk about you Keith Kachuk, and you talk about a guy that could put some some weight behind his shot. <laughs> yep. or Brett Hall played here briefly. I know I'm not including him with the guys that could shoot. But, but my God, he had some weight and strength behind his shot. Jacob Chicharín could fire a puck, yeah. but again, he's a big, strong guy. Dylan Gunther isn't this big, hulking character. He's just got what his advantage is: his ability to move his hands so quickly. He's got that. He's got that little Austin Matthews wrist curl where he can pull the puck in and release it so quickly that it just beats goaltenders. Yeah, uh, it's amazing. His accuracy is fantastic. Um, it is one of the best shooters. Accuracy that they've had up front in recent memory, yeah,
0: and it's fitting that his nickname is Gunner. Gunner, yep, it it all fits. But uh, I promise this isn't the last that we will talk about the Tucson Roadrunners. We are trying to plan a day to go down to Tucson. Hopefully, we'll do another meetup at the Illegal Pizza on University, like we did preseason, which was great. So more information to come on that, and of course we. Recommend that you go listen to that interview with Steve Poppin. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It's an audio only interview minus the two clips you got to see of him driving his Tesla down the I-10. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it's a fantastic interview and those thoughtful answers. It's only more of those in the entire thing. So again, take a listen to that.
2: I'm going to say one thing because you did bring up the Tesla and and I, I it's always safety first here at phnx so before the interview actually before he started recording and he was in his car i was not planning on him being in his car i thought we we're doing it from his office but that's fine i said steve we can wait till later i i don't want i want safety and you driving your car he says a self-driving car and he said don't worry
1: i said oh okay <laughs> hey by the, and by the way he's just following the lead of the head coach in arizona who Bougie. rides his motorcycle in flip-flops and shorts yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah yeah and if you haven't heard that interview on bare necessities good grief <laughs> so good and you get an image um coach Cherny in full leather it, it, and it just goes in a really bad <laughs> direction Bad Bad direction <laughs> but, that but, uh, uh, but I, I really asked, uh, asked for that photo he said it doesn't exist because uh, I don't <laughs> I do encourage people to listen to this that are that are fans of this franchise to see what he has to say and he's candid and he talks about Soderstrom he talks about Vialta he talks about what's coming up through the po- pipeline he talks about playoffs he talks about players he's had like Carconi and Michelli yeah. Yeah. Like, he had an opportunity to talk about a lot of different things he was honest he was sincere and he gave very long thoughtful answers yep. so if you're I, I, I encourage people when you're driving around town just download it listen to what Steve Potvin has to say.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Um, well, we talked about Josh Doan, his alma mater. ASU is playing Cornell this big weekend, series. big series, and you can actually bet on Raz these is games. It. Yeah, uh, Raz is here, live studio audience. He'll be covering it, so follow him on Twitter. Um, but this is going to be my DraftKings pick of the week. I'm going to take the Arizona State money line minus 125 against Cornell. Cornell is minus 105, so it's a pretty neck and neck matchup here. Um, if you want to bet on that, you can do so over at the Giraffe Sportsbook app. You can also bet on the over-under, the puck line, all of that on NCAA, and of course... All of the NHL games are on there as well. You can bet on either of the two games tonight or all the games this weekend, including the Coyotes tomorrow versus the Wild, which we'll talk more about in just a moment here. But if you haven't downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app, do so now with the code PHNX. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. The crown is yours. nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort in kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources nhl and the nhl Shields are registered trademarks of the national hockey league copyright nhl 2024 all rights reserved
2: and if you want to go to the game Check out Game Time. Game Time is the best place to go for all of your games and concerts in the area. And I tell you what, it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Um, we have all used it. I use it. Thanks, Blink-182. Um, <laughs> Made me feel young again. Um, and it was easy to do except for the stress because I waited and waited and waited. And yes, they did get cheaper. Closer you get to the game, that's why I call it Game Time. Closer you get to the game, the cheaper those tickets will get. With cheaper, those tickets will get. Snag those tickets without the stress. Use Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use the code PHNX to get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code PHNX for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And I tell you what, once you get it and see how easy it is to use, you will use it for anything yeah. you want to. Hey, you want to go a Diamondbacks game right now? Yeah. On a Tuesday at two. So yeah, let's go. It's like five dollars. <laughs> it right, is crazy. Right. I mean, the World Series weren't, but no, but you could still use Game Time. You can go, you got college games, you got concerts, you got shows. There are tickets for anything. Parking, you can get in through game yeah. time. So check out game time. It, it really is amazing. And I, I, I use it myself. And yep. if I can do I it, you too. You can. Too.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we uh, we vented a lot of our frustrations from last night's six 2 Coyotes loss to the Calgary Flames, and they have a really important matchup tomorrow. I'm sure the team is on the flight right now as we speak, headed to Petey's home state yeah. of Minnesota.
2: I wonder if my mom's ready for him. <laughs> Craig and
0: I have also been to Minnesota, but not by choice. But <laughs> oh <laughs> well, yeah. If you know, you it's know. Only got
2: hostage if you know, at race.
0: if you know, you know. Um, but we talked last night about maybe potential changes that need to be made or messages that need to be sent or what andre turnier had to do to to get this team right, because this was a one and four homestand where they mm. otherwise have success against a team last night that was below them in the standings. So Craig, I know that you had spoken to Andre earlier today. What was the focus of what you were wanting to get well, from
1: him? I remember him telling me earlier this season, you know, when we were talking about the culture and, and everybody was lauding him for the job that he was doing, he said, this is the easy part, this the building culture, stripping a team down and building culture. That's the easy part. The hard part will come when there are expectations. When I'm not saying there are cup expectations for the caddies or even, oh, you got to get into the playoffs, but they're around the playoffs at this point that they, they wanted them to compete for a playoff spot. So there are some expectations. And when you come off a one in four homestand, particularly the way they lost those four games. Yeah. What sort of pressure does that put? We talked a little bit about that today. I know you have a clip ready to go. Yeah. He so, had some insightful answers. Yeah.
0: So Craig asked him about that directly. Um, and this, he, uh, you know, in Coach Andre Turney fashion, gave a very insightful response. So let's take a listen now.
3: It's the same thing than being parents. You know, you, you, you're, into, you're into it, Craig, when you say to your kids, don't do this, don't do that. What, what happened when you do it? You told them to not do it. You prepared them, you told them, but they need to live their experience. So at the end of the day, you give, give them values, you give them guidance, but at the end of the day, it's their own decision. You know what I mean? And hopefully the value you give them, the way you raise them, the way you you, you uh, show them appreciation and awareness the importance for you, uh, hopefully they take the right decision. But at the end of the day, it's their decision. And if you want to take the decision of your kids every day, what happened at some point when they have to take their own it's a mess so that's not the way we want to raise our team and that's not the way we did in, in the past it's not the way we will do it at some point there must be accountability there must be a responsibility from the player and they they, they are well aware of that and they take their responsibility they uh, we have a good group i said that many many times that's not because they don't care you, you, if you were with the team every day, you know those guys care a lot. So they care a lot. That doesn't mean they won't make mistakes. That doesn't mean they won't be perfect. That doesn't mean the coach give always the right message. That doesn't mean I always give the right guidance. It's the same thing as as a parent. I all, not always did the right thing with my kids, even if I was trying as hard as I could to do the right thing. Just that's calling being human. So uh, I think we're all in this together. It's not about the player or the coach. It's about... Uh, our entire organization we care a lot we want to do the right thing and we have a tough week so it's not a, it's not the end of the world it happened to every family but let's it up and get out of it
1: you mentioned accountability though What is what does accountability look like after a game like that last night after a homestand four or five yeah. games like that yeah.
3: Well, for us, it was uh, more discussion than anything else. You know, a few days ago, it was about putting our working boots and go on the ice and competing, and uh, today it was, for us, Establishing what's our uh, goal, and how we have to play, uh, re, real realign a few uh, few things in our game. That sounds simple, but it was not as simple as that. But it's it's what it is. I think we have uh, an identity we built in the last two and a half years. And we need to be true to that because that is what people say good, when they say good thing about us, that's what they say. They talk about how relentless we are, and how we never quit, and how we tough to play against, and when we try to be someone else, it doesn't work. the same thing for any of us here. When you're yourself, and you're the best version of yourself, you're pretty good, you you, you do a good job at whatever is your, your work, well, same thing for us.
1: You would probably say oh, I want to see changes let's see changes in the corporate let's see changes in the deep areas. what's your own approach
3: to that is that just reactionary and unnecessary yeah. you can change your clothes you're still the same person <laughs> you know I mean that's that's for me a, I'm not saying that is not a tool too but that doesn't define who you are you know I mean it's, it's we we tweak a lot of things lately it's that doesn't it doesn't doesn't look like it, it It works really well. So for us, it's it's about what's going on inside ourselves. And the players are aware, the coaches are aware, I trust those guys, I know they get to care a lot. Now, it's doesn't mean it's easy, but that's why we love it, because it's a grind and we put everything we got in it.
1: Some insight there. Um, we were out of practice today, obviously, and I I know this may become a, a surprise to some people, but... The defensive pairs were the same. I know some people want to see some changes out there. And, and and hey, listen, they may not be wrong. Some changes back there may be warranted at some point. Um, and I know we're going to talk about Matt Dumba at some point here soon. We have a clip yep. from Matt Dumba. So let, let's just talk about the elephant in the room right now. Um, the analytics aren't good on Matt Dumba. The eye test isn't good on Matt Dumba right now. So why is he still in the lineup? Probably a few things. He, he's a veteran, first of all, and you're hoping he'll play through it. You're probably hoping, at the very least, that you can get him out and give you an element that you need in this lineup. We we, we talked about the couple games where we thought maybe he was turning the corner. He's a big hitter. He was staying back. He was playing positionally sound. And, and you thought, oh, okay, this is the Matt Dumbo we were hoping for. But then he got away from it again. Um, maybe they're hoping he can get back to that. From from an outsider's perspective, you also think, okay, we want some trade value for this guy if we're going to move him. You got to get him playing well because I don't know what the value is for Matt Dumba right now. But you know when he talks about we we we've tried some changes and they have they've 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 made a lot of changes up front. They they made some changes on their defense pairs too. We've seen Josh Brown go out of the lineup. so Valimaki went out of the lineup. The one guy that's in there constantly is Matt Dumba, and and I know we talked about it last night, but. Guys, there, there has to come a point where you say, hey, this is hurting the team,
2: doesn't there? I think it's interesting that, that they're playing Minnesota next. And, and if Matt yeah. Dumba can't play against the Minnesota Wild, then it's time. Because this is one, if he can't get up for and play some of his better hockey i don't know what else you can do to motivate the guy and it's it's not like he's not working or trying Yeah, i don't think that's the issue there there, there are a lot of mental mistakes yeah and he's just making poor decisions with and without the puck and and, and it's hey i'll be honest it's not just matt dumba. There are a lot of players on this team, especially last night that were making, just making bad decisions and making mental mistakes. And this team wasn't ready to play last night. They're going to have to be better as this goes on. And that includes Matt Dumba. Um, I, I am going back to something you said earlier, where you said, well, this is where the coaching now that there's some expectations. Yeah. This team has been in a playoff spot and you go, okay, now they're falling out of it. And and you go, okay, coaches, what are you going to do to fix it? and, I don't know if if you look at their roster and you still go, okay, it's one of the lowest salaries in the entire league, yep. lower than all the teams that are in the playoffs right now. And you go, okay, maybe they exceeded expectations early in the season with a roster that wasn't really built to be a playoff team. According to general manager, Bill Armstrong, even, yep. that it wasn't built to play up. And maybe this is what they are. And and it's not that the coaches or anybody's let down. It's this is what they are. And, and they just outperformed early in the season. I do want to see how coach Andre Turny handles this cuz this is for the first time ever that it really matters. Yeah, and I agree with all of that. Uh, it, we have talked about the deficiencies of this
1: roster. We mentioned it last night. Um do they have do they have a legitimate top-line player? Maybe Clayton Keller. Do they have a top-pair defense? No, they don't. Those are those are big deficiencies on on a team. But, but what you don't want to see PD and what you were hammering last night is just bad decisions, just mm-hmm. carelessness. That part of the game has to come out. This is a team that cannot play that way ever and there's there's really no excuse. You can't say that a talent deficiency leads to that. That's just not being prepared to play that's not making the right reads and that that part of it to me is the inexcusable part that part has to come out of the game there have to be repercussions for guys who do that so how do you handle that that's part of what i was getting at with with lineup changes um and and i don't know maybe something will come down the road here but it feels like we may be near or already at that point where some hard decisions need to be made to at least get these guys focused again because that was A horrific homestand.
2: But don't you see, it's interesting when we talk about a coach making a decision like that. There's one guy in the league right now that I can think that does that. It's John Tortorella. Does not matter who he is, where a guy was drafted, where he is in the lineup. If you're not following the way we want to play and the rules that we play by, you're not going to play. And the one thing people, oh, John Tortorella is a dick and he's, you know what? No, John Tortorella is an unbelievably honest human being and he's an honest coach. If Here's the rules. Play by them. Or don't play. Yeah, it's not on me. It's on you. And and people get so upset with John Tortorella about the, the way he called Oh, he kept this guy in the lineup. Yeah, well, the guy sucks. Yeah. And, and I I'm interested to see even even you go back here and Bobby Francis was a coach that coached some of the biggest egos that have ever played in this organization. <laughs> That's Kachuk, Ronak, talk at those eras. Bobby Francis as a bench coach, was phenomenal. Keith Kachuk was one of, I still think he's a Hall of Fame player on this league. If he was playing poorly, making a mistake, and dragging his team down, he sat on the bench. Now, he didn't sit out game after game, but he sat out on the bench. He'd sat out extended periods, missed shifts, uh, because Bobby France said, no, everybody follows the rules. Keith Kachuk follows the rules, and, and Murray Barron on the back end follows the rules. Everybody does. Hmm. And and have the guts to to do that, and yeah. actually not just say it, and yep. talking the media about doing it, but to do it is hard, and you know you're going to face repercussions from the team, the agent, um, you know, the media, and, and you're right. At some point, you have to discipline. You can call it discipline, or you, you, you talk. It's Keller. It's Dumba. It's has to be those players held to the same standard of accountability. Yes, they get a longer leash, because you know what? You need those players in the game, but you can only take so much. And I, and I go back. You know, I know you've been talking about Dumba. I'm going to talk about Keller again. 20 seconds into a game last night that they need to win. He can't make that mistake. Yep. He just Agreed. can't. That puck has to go to the net. It's got to go below the goal line. You ask everybody to play a certain way. And he made a mistake that puts you behind 20 seconds into the most important game at that point of the season. And at some point, you got to go, like, we need you. You're our all-star. You can't play like that. Matt Dumba, you're expected to be a guy that leads from the back end here. You're not doing that. At some point, we have to hold you accountable. Otherwise, I look stupid as a coach. And I think that that it's not there yet, but it's, it's pretty darn close. And, and if they don't shore up some of these things over the next three games on the road, some of those changes are going to have to be made. That's my thought.
0: I know Matt Dumba has been source of a lot of frustration for Coyotes fans this season. There were a lot of high hopes for him coming in um, but it's always tough moving to a new team and that's something that he spoke about yesterday after uh, the morning skate and Craig, you had asked him how he evaluates his own game so far this season. So let's hear from Matt Dumba on his, his evaluation of his game.
5: It was hard coming to a new team at the, at the start you know, Um Switched everything. Um, the systems, you know, you, you kind of get locked into and, and build habits uh, from playing a certain way for uh, as long as I did or, or within a certain system. Um, so it, it was a little bit of um, getting through that, but I feel more comfortable in my game uh, now and uh, kind of understanding my role here. Um, and, and that's kind of everything that I had to shake out at the start of the year, too. And uh, now you know being with Dermy or Mo whoever it is um, at night and understanding that you know you're going to have to do a job against the top line and um, you know play some play some good minutes and uh, just be be very efficient and and try to play a really good defensive game every night Um, you know that allows me to you know kind of have that peace of mind of understanding my role and what I have to do to get ready and and prepare um, each game and I feel like I've been uh, doing, doing a pretty good job at that and just trying to Find that consistency. Uh, I think everyone always is trying to find that, and um, you know you're trying to uh, trying to be the best you can every night. So um, yeah, I, I felt more and more comfortable as uh, time went, uh, time has gone on so far.
1: I don't want people to think that we're bashing Matt Della. First of all, he's an unbelievable guy, and we got that sense immediately when the Coyotes signed him. had had an incredible interview with him off the off the bat. But you know, I, I don't feel like. I don't feel like anybody is being honest about what's happening here. I don't, I don't, you know, Matt Dumba saying, I think I'm doing a pretty good job. I, I don't agree. I don't agree. And I wonder if maybe just a couple games off to reset, to remember how it is we need you to play Matt might be good for him in the end. I understand what they're trying to do in the big picture with Matt Dumba, but I don't know, as a coach, Petey, do you think that sort of short reset could maybe refocus him for a critical
2: stretch of this season. It's hard to say that as an overall blanket statement. I really think it's player by player on what's going to get that player to react and what's going to motivate that player. You can lose a guy by sitting him out and especially a guy of his stature. Now, can you, can you do different things? Can you limit his ice time? Can you put him on a third pair for the entire game and not give him any ozone draws, not give him the PK PP time? Yeah. I think that that might be a step you could do. I, I Is there a point when you have eight defensemen on your active roster that you can sit out some of your defensemen? I think the answer is yes. And I think that to Matt Dumba, a guy that's a veteran guy that understands the league, and you have to. The one thing that a coach has to do, and I've seen it both ways, I think you have to communicate. If you're honest with a player and you can look him in the eye and tell him what and why and what you're doing and you have to believe in it as a coaching staff, Mm -hmm. then it's effective. But I've seen... Firsthand, where coaches have a difficult time looking a player in the eye and being completely truthful. Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll pull, Well, I know you're a little hurt and banged up. Why don't why don't you sit out tonight? Instead of saying, you know what, you suck right now, where you're out lineup. Yeah. And I've seen it. And and it's it's hard to do, but players want you to be honest. And I think with Matt That's Dumber the job right now, too. It's the I, job. I, I think he could sit. But but here's something, Craig, to think about. A veteran player that this team had for a while, Phil Kessel. Yeah. Not playing well. And there were stretches where he didn't play well. Can you sit him out of the lineup? And the answer would always be no, because of his Iron Man streak. So is that fair? And no. I know it has nothing to do with the Dumba discussion, but Dumba isn't a veteran guy and expects to be in the lineup every night. And Phil Kessel was a veteran guy, expect to be in the lineup every night. Does that weigh in this? Yeah. If this if this is a second or third year playing, there's no doubt in my mind he's sitting out a game right now. Without question with this kind of performance, if it's a second or third year guy's out. If that's Michael Kesselring, He's out. Yeah. He might. If I have to Michael Kessler, he might be in Tucson. So, what does that say about accountability? Then, if you're trying to have the same rules for everybody, and that's hard, and yeah. that that's the hard part. And and here's here's what we were talking about accountability the, the other day accountability has to start from a coaching staff. I think that's where that accountability layer is created, but to really want to have that accountability and you want to have the accountability of a team that's going to win and win championships. It has to be from the guy sitting across from you in the room and it has to be a guy. And I, I'm afraid the league has gone so soft now and everybody loves everybody that you can't tell a teammate that, Hey, play better. That's not effing good enough and stand up in the locker room and call a guy out. And I think that some of that needs to happen for this team. And I don't know who does it. Hmm. I don't think they have the guys in the room right now that can stand up and, and yell. And I don't want to say yell or belittle a player. But if, if, if the someone sitting next to me is not doing their job, they need to know they're not doing their job. Yeah. And that, that honestly, Craig, that goes for the three of us here. If, if I think Leah's not carrying the show, well, we have to be honest enough with Leah after to tell her. And, and I think it's hard, but you have to do that. And I, I I don't think the Coyotes, and I don't know if it's because they haven't named a captain. I don't know if they don't have that. They talk about this group leadership. Well, I, I haven't seen it. I They needed to have a closed door meeting. Now, whether that's happened, that's they none did. of my business. They actually had a meeting. They talked about it. That needs, that needs to be as blatantly honest and almost to the point of being vicious as... As as it as it can possibly imagine, so you can turn the ship around. And I don't mean c- cutting a guy, you know, getting personal. I mean about his play, and, and that has to happen. And that's going to be the most important thing to see how this team responds against Minnesota tomorrow. And I mean their best players. I yeah. don't mean that the third, fourth line guys or the fourth, the third pair of D. I mean their top six forwards. How are they going to respond against Minnesota? Yep.
0: Well, uh, last night was one of those that you needed to take an OGs after, um, oh, <laughs> whether mean. it was to get rid of the frustration or just feel at peace, um, whether it's Indica or Sativa or Happy Balance or Microdose or their new vegan gummy or the the uh, big OGs. I mean, maybe we needed that last <laughs> night. OG's has something for everyone and delicious flavors as well, locally scratch made here in Arizona. So to learn more about OG's gummies and where you can find them, head on over to OGsbrands.com.
2: I talk about flavoring Fridays. It's almost the weekend. So if you're talking about the best flavor in the valley, it's Sumburrow. Some is a family owned and operated and was voted America's most loved Arizona's, not America's. That's a little broad for an Arizona restaurant. Sorry, Danielle. Arizona's most loved Mexican restaurant. And by our resident Mexican at PHNX, (laughs) it's voted her top Mexican (laughs) restaurant as well. Some Burrows. If it's good enough for Danielle, (laughs) it's good enough for you. That's true. Let Some Burrows cater your next meal, big or small. And you know, if it's my house, Craig, we talked about this last time. It's small because I'm not inviting you to my house ever. Although you did came one. and then you've got that house. St. Patrick's day where you invite everyone yeah. and not only invite us, but you expect us to be there. Some boroughs should <laughs> cater this, <that. laughs> <Yeah, laughs> Whether yeah, we want to usually or not. That's crazy. the case when you
0: get invited somewhere. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah oh, And some boroughs could actually cater that because they can all your catering needs big or small order online or find one near you by visiting someboroughs.com.
0: Oh, man. All right. Well, we'll wrap up here so uh, we can let the sun show go live. But you know what? They're winning.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, Lindsay's given us a death stare too, so we got to get up. <laughs> boy, she's she,
2: she's tough. Yeah. She is. Hey, Craig. Oh, There it is. There I know. Yeah, we just Not got it. Looking. But she has. You know why she's tough? Have you seen the show? And who she has to yeah. no, that's, that's every fair. show? Yeah. yeah, like like the personalities yes. on that show. Yes, buddy. Like this show is. We all get along and we're all friendly. That is like <laughs> the t- temperatures rise when the suns <laughs> take over <laughs> in here.
0: Oh boy! Um, but what? stay
2: tuned for him though, because Flex is here. Gerald's actually in studio. Yeah. Instead of with his little stick mic.
0: <laughs> Just giving him shit. From- Love it. Oh, man. Well, tomorrow, as we mentioned, it's a really important game for the Coyotes. They're playing the Wilds, who are seventh in the Central. Um, one spot below the Coyotes in the Central Division standings. The Wild have 38 points at this point they're 17 19 and 4 so we talked about the Calgary game being important I think now this game becomes the most important game of the season if that game was going to be a loss last night um, and whatever happens we'll be here to talk about it live after the game on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel so, you, so make sure you tune into that um, but Craig what do you have coming up uh, Go gophnx.com
1: on Sunday I'll have the midseason report because they hit the 41 game mark uh, Crazy. you know it had a little different feel to it before last night's game it's funny it's funny Right, one game, but yeah. yeah, that that's coming up, and then uh, my prospect report is coming next week as well. In fact, just spoke to Lee Stepniak a little bit before the show. So awesome!
0: The prospect report, of course, is for diehards only. So you must be a diehard to read that. Um, one of the many perks of being a diehard, such as uh, Discord access, twenty percent off events, and merch. Diehard exclusive merch. We haven't talked about that in a lot too long. The zip up for diehards only. Did you know that there's mm. diehard exclusive merch? Because there you is. You
2: need that right now in this yeah, cold Arizona winter. It's almost 50. It's chilly. But and people in the Midwest right now are giving me the finger. We're going to be in studio tomorrow. What time's that game? It's a six o'clock <sighs> it's a game, six right? Six o'clock game. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Some of us will be in Hell studio.
1: No, oh, you're not coming in studio. Yeah. No. Okay. You know what? Let's do a live chat during the first period time. Oh yeah. We'll Do the, that tomorrow too. Okay.
0: So and, and in the mark Discord. Your channel. Calendars.
2: Before basketball takes over, one real quick note for the Minnesota Wild. Something to look for. They are missing. Kirill Caprice have Jared Spurgeon, Jonas Brodeen, and Philip they their starting goal in their a, top those two defensemen, important? and the leading score. All out. Right. So in other words, you're telling us their leading score right now is Erickson Eck. Who? Coyotes better win this game, right? This is a as big of a must win. They need this is a response game from their horseshit performance against Calgary. They need to, a team that's below them in the standings that is missing their top forward, their top two defensemen, and their top goaltender. They need to win this game before they head into Calgary.
0: Yep. Matt Dumbo makes his return to Minnesota after playing there for ten seasons. Can he get up to play like PD mentioned? Lot to look out for, so it's going to be a really interesting one tomorrow. But um, in the meantime, everybody, go listen to uh, PD's interview with Steve Potvin wherever you get your podcasts. Again, like subscribe and follow there. Be sure to give us a thumbs up on this video whether you're watching live or later on YouTube. It helps us out immensely. And be sure to subscribe to the PhD and Sports YouTube channel so you never miss when we go live and you never miss any of our extra content as well. You can get us a follow on Twitter at SPetersHockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Abrika Danielle, and you can follow the show on Twitter at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Enjoy the rest of your Friday, everybody, and we'll see you all tomorrow.